Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated Word of God. Rightly dividing the Word of Truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. When we say heaven, heaven is what? Three places. Second Corinthians chapter 12 verse 2. Paul was speaking and he said, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knew it. Search and one. Caught up where? I didn't hear. Where was he caught up? So there is a third heaven. And by that description, you know that that place is not a place you can easily get to. That is where the lawgiver is. That is where the changer of, of, of the seasons is. There is a third heaven, so there is the first heaven, there is the second heaven, and there is a, a third heaven. And if you read scriptures, you know that man was created to have a three diversity of nature, right? You are a spirit, soul, and body. That's who you are, right? In Thessalonians, we can know that. Now, if that is the case, it means that if there are three heavens, man relates in all the three heavens. His body relates with the first heaven. His soul relates with the second heaven. And his spirit relates with the third heaven. And I will explain it in a jiffy. The first heaven is the physical. That's why I said the body relates to the first heaven. So here we are. The sky, the planets, and all. That is heaven. It's a physical heaven. It's the first heaven. In the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. Hallelujah. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Did you see it? So, the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, Jupiter, Uranus, all those things, they all are bodies in the first heaven. And what they do is that you can use them to connect men on the physical heavens. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That is why you have astrologers that can read somebody's star. Did I say something? When Jesus was born, what happened? Some wise men came and said, we saw his star. So they were in the east, far away. But when they saw the star, they knew that somebody had been born. So their bodies in the realms of the uh, 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 heavens, the physical heavens, can be used to trace you. Can be used to trace me. If it can be used to trace Jesus Christ. So, if those people who were, who located the star were evil people, what would they have done? They could trace him to kill him. Right? That is what evil people do who read the stars. All those occultic people, magicians and all, they had ability to use the cosmic bodies to strike people. That is why in Psalm 121 verse 6, he said, the sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. How will sun smite you? Somebody who has the power to use the sun can use the sun to smite. 
Somebody who has the power to use the moon can use the moon to smite. He didn't say the sun shall not burn you by this. It smite you. If it's, if it's the heat, then he wouldn't have added the moon to it. Don't you think so? Because the moon has no heat. So he's not talking about the heat. He's talking about mystical powers being drawn from the sun to smite someone. So you, you open a newspaper and then you see astrology. And then you see some things they say about the day you were born. And then it's matching with your character. And you are wondering how did it happen? Because somebody who has the ability to read the cosmic bodies knew that the person who was born within this period and this period is under this particular cosmic body. And so he must behave this way. And then we're just walking on earth. We don't know. People are operating a higher dimension and that you don't know. Now, this is the first heaven. Just the first heaven. All those witch doctors, occultic witches and wizards and all those magicians and all, these are the things they use. Praise the Lord. But that is a small heaven. Like the heaven will say, Devio heaven. Praise the Lord. There is also the second heaven. The second heaven is actually the invisible part of the earth. You get it? The earth, this earth has an invisible part. It's the second heaven. That part, eyes cannot see. That is the part that when Satan was cast from heaven, he's hanging. Did you hear that? Whenever you read in scriptures, Jesus was telling disciples, don't rejoice that this, but I saw Satan. Luke chapter 10 verse 18. I saw Satan. Praise the Lord. Put it on the screen for us. He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. I saw Satan fall from heaven. If Satan fell from heaven, where will he go? Do you see him here? Is he physical? He has fallen from heaven. So he fell from somewhere in heaven. Yet, we didn't see him in the physical heaven. Because there is another heaven in between the physical and where he fell from. Praise the Lord. And when you read the book of Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, you see it properly there. He said, and the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. He was cast out into where? So that place that Satan is hanging is called the earth. But it's invisible. So that's the second heaven. That is where he said he was cast down with his angels. So the demonic forces, the powers of darkness, they have formed a belt in between the physical and where God is seated. The Bible says heaven is his throne and the earth is what? His footstool. Praise the Lord. Which means that God is seated in truth. But then in the middle belt, that is where Satan is. And that place belongs to you and I. But until we mature to clear him out of there, it will still, he will still be there. Did I say something to you? Praise the Lord. So when God said, how art thou falling from heaven? He was telling him that Satan, you are going. But you see, the demons that, that, that 
are in that belt, they hate humans. In between us and where the Almighty is seated is a belt where demonic forces who hate humans are operating. Praise the Lord. Now, when God sends anything to his people, these demons will struggle to make sure that it doesn't get to him. And we saw it in the life of Daniel. Do you remember that? That Daniel sought God's face and God released something. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12 and 13. And there was a prince of Persia. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel. From the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Can we read it together? But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days below Michael. That's another angel. So Gabriel was the one speaking. Michael came again, one of the chief princes, and came to help me. And I remained there with the kings. So look at it. Michael is an angel. Gabriel is an angel. So the one who withstood him, the prince of Persia, who will he be? A fallen angel. The great dragon was cast out. The dragon and his angels. So a message was sent by God through Gabriel. And Gabriel was coming from the third heaven to cross through the second heaven to get to the first heaven. In the second heaven, there was a prince of Persia. You will not pass. It will not get to Daniel. That is what happens. God wants to bless you. But there is a force that is preventing your blessing. But you know how the thing got to Daniel? Daniel was praying. So you, when you are praying, you think that you are just doing something. When you pray, it gives the angels right to move. So while Daniel was praying, heaven released Michael. Go again. It's not like Gabriel cannot handle it, but Gabriel was a messenger. Michael is a fighter. Angels are orderly. Gabriel will not fight when he has been sent with a message. So the fighter came and handled the prince of Persia and Gabriel came and gave it. And Gabriel said, now that I've given it, I'm going to fight. I'm going to deal with him. So you see, God deals with order. Right now, as we are sitting now, because it's the changing season time, angels are moving around. Some are defending you that you don't know. And some demons are making sure that somebody will die or somebody will fall. And he said, no way it will not happen. Just as it happened on Daniel's life, there is a battle in the realms. That is why when you watch, you see people, people don't know that. He said, when two elephants fight, what happens? The grass surface. You see, if there is a battle in the realms of the spirit, even though you don't see it, you feel it. That's why when it is 31st night, everybody goes to church. Everybody feels that ah, I must get close to God because there is something going on. Don't let the devil catch you when you are not connected to God. He says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. There are people who can resist the devil. 
Because they are connected to the season changer. You must be one of such people. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. So those spirits are wicked spirits who hate humans and will not want any good thing to come to human beings. But there are some people who wrestle with them. They are the ones who are connected to the season changer. He changes the season and the ties. I'm the Lord, I change not. So you are not consumed. So you and I can face Satan. Why? Because of Jesus. You can say a thing and it will happen because of Jesus. Are you getting it? That is why in Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 12, he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Those wicked spirits, we, we wrestle with them. So while Daniel was praying, what was he doing? He was wrestling. While he was doing his own in prayer, the angels were doing their practical ones. And that is why they say a prayerless Christian is what? A powerless Christian. When you are praying, angels are fighting. When you are praying, angels are fighting. So if you are a Christian and your life is going well, it's because angels are making way for you to succeed. If you are a Christian and your life is not going well, it means that you are not pushing angels to do the work. Because that is what they are there for. They are there to make sure that you succeed. When you are not pushing them with your prayer, how can they do it? Daniel was there praying. And then the angel was sent. He said, from the first day you started praying, the answer was released. It got there the 21st day. Because there was a demon that said, no way, I won't let you go. And you know, there were both angels over there before this one became demon. So it is like a corrupt policeman and a genuine policeman. They are both policemen. But one of them has law behind him. And one of them is corrupt. But they are both policemen. So because Gabriel had law behind him, there was a reinforcement. Michael came. And then everything changed. Am I speaking to somebody at all? Your destiny is in your connection with Jesus Christ. People have not been explained. These things have not been explained to people. That's why they say, oh, Christianity is the white man's. How many white men are doing Christianity well? If it is for them, wouldn't they do it better? Are they not marrying man to man? It's not for them. It passed through their hands. Did you hear what I said? It's not for them. It's not for them. There are people that Christianity is for. They are the people who understand what is called spirituality. You and I, Africans, don't Africans fear God more than whites? So how can Christianity be for them? It passed through their hands because they could write. Then he has come to his place, his source. When you ask him, he will show you the things. And then you walk in the authority of it. And life will go well. I see your life going well. I see your life going well. In the name of Jesus Christ. So witches and wizards, that's why I said, that shall not suffer a witch to live. If you are connected to Jesus, you can kill a witch. Why? Because authority of heaven is behind you. He said, who is it that saith and it cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not? Lamentation chapter 3 verse 37. So, when you say, God says, I'll, I'll command it with you. It will come to pass. So, there's power in your mouth. There's what? Power in your mouth. Luke chapter 21 verse 15. I've given you a mouth and a wisdom which your adversary cannot resist nor gainsay. 
I give you a mouth and a wisdom. Your adversary cannot resist it. Satan cannot resist some mouth and one of such mouth. When I say it, it will happen because there is an angel that knows that I know what I am saying and therefore he must be on duty. He must be on duty for what I have said. That's why the Bible says, say not before the angels an error. Don't play with it. What you speak in your mouth, don't play with it. Because every idle word that a man shall speak, he shall give account of it. Don't tell the angel I was playing. Your mouth was not given to you to play. It was given to you to take charge. Did you hear what I said? He said life and death are in the power of where? The tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. There are people on earth that devil knows. That is why I said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? He will know you. He will add your name to the list. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So, I want you to know that you can't do without Jesus. You must connect. We will, we will soon rise up and pray. But the chance is there that you must connect. Now, how do you connect? You see the points I'm making. I'm doing very fast so that we can still get somewhere. Those who have the season changer on their side, they are the ones who overcome the devil. Do you hear that? Because the one who changes the time decides who should fall and who should rise. And so if he is on your side or you are, you are connected to him, there's no way. Your father is the president. How can they molest you around town? Is somebody hearing me? Now let's find out how we connect. Some of these things that people don't understand. And so they, 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 some people are using tricks and some are, you must understand how you connect with God. You see, Jesus came to demonstrate how you connect with God. When you throw your life into the hand of God, you have connected. You connect with sacrifice. Sacrificing your life means God, let's find out whether you can, you can be the one who saved me. I throw my life into your hand. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So, the life that God accepts is a life that has sacrificed, has been sacrificed to him. Sacrifice is what God looks at to know you are sure. To know you mean business. I give my life to you. It begins from giving your life to Christ, but not just that. I throw my life into your hands. Praise the Lord. When Jesus was walking on the water, and Peter said, Lord, if you are the one, let me say, come. So what did Peter do? Peter sacrificed his life. And the Bible says, and Peter walked on the water. Because he was focused on Jesus alone. If I perish, I perish. And as he stepped on the water, he was walking on the water. But the Bible says, and when he saw the wind boisterous, and he turned, and then he started sinking. And Jesus pulled him out and said, why did you fear? That means when you are walking with Jesus, don't fear. There will be challenges, there will be things that should frighten you. 
the focus. In the wilderness, in the Old Testament, serpents were biting them. They were dying. How did God solve the problem? He said, Moses, put one serpent, brass serpent on the stick and tell them they should not look at this one that is killing them. They should look at the one I put. And as they focus on that one, damning what is killing them, those things that are killing them could not kill them. When you make God your all, I fear no evil. I hold on to God. Then you will see his power. Sacrifice. Psalm 50 verse 5. Gather my sins unto me. Those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. So God gathers those who live a sacrificial life with him. Gather my sins. Those who have made a covenant. Covenant means an agreement. I have agreed with God that I will live a life of sacrifice. That means what is very important to me and ready to give to God. And God says, ah, then we are in partnership. You know how God connected with Abraham? That today everybody is singing, Abraham, blessings are mine. Give me Isaac. He said, the son that you love. The son that you love. Don't let anybody cajole you and use tricks. It's a personal thing. It's you and God. God wants you to be his party. God called Abraham my friend. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What did he call him? My friend. You know, and it was God who asked for it. Too. Didn't God ask for it? He's the one who said, give me your son. Your only son that you love. And Abraham gave him. And in Genesis chapter 22 verse 16, God swore by himself. What did he say? And he said, by myself have I sworn, said the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withdrawn thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. In multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, as the sun of the sea. I swear by myself that whether you like it or not, I will bless you. Because of what you have done. You are ready to kill your son for me. Did Isaac die? He didn't die. God will not take anything from you to deprive you. No. Whatever God takes from you, you get the best of it. Supposing there is no law like, thou shalt not kill. God will let Abraham kill Isaac and he will wake him up. And give him back. Do you understand that? But that breaks his law. Thou shalt not kill. So, Abraham killed Isaac in his heart. Because when you look at a woman lustfully, he said, you have already done it. So when they were going, Abraham has killed Isaac already. God has seen it in his heart. So when he lifted the, say, hey, Abraham, remember that shall not kill. Even at that time, the, most, the law of Moses was not there. And God made him to know that, no, don't do that. He said, there is a, a, a ram. Take him and do it. I know you have killed him already. So he said, because you did not withhold your son, your only son, in blessing, I'll bless you. Praise the Lord. Whatever is too dear for you that make you not want to give to God or makes you to withdraw yourself from God has become your God. And God does not want any strange God in our midst. That is why what you cherish most is what he said, give to me. Did you hear that? That is what sacrifice means. What I cherish 
that if there is no God, that is my God. God says I want it. And so in these our days, you know, that is why some people are using tricks to say this. But in these our days, money is our God. Do you hear that? And that's why Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. Money is God. So one of the ways God can know that you love him is that you are ready to give him. You are ready to give him. One day, one of the days like that, that I gave something. And when I was going back, it was something heavy. But my heart was full of joy. Joy that it didn't come from me. I know that God established something in me. And everything started turning. One of our brethren some time ago was traveling and then he said, he came to me, he said, Pastor, I want God to do this for me. So this is what I want to give as sacrifice. And he went and called me. He said, everything I asked God to do, God did it. Nobody is looking for his money. So when you give anything to God, you have given for yourself. Do you hear what I said? Those who are with me know that I don't talk about money issues. I don't. It's not my style. But if that is the way to connect, I will not lie to you. Praise the Lord. Gather my saints unto me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. That is why it's only the beginning of the year that we do things like sacrificial offering. For the sake of those who are not fellowshipping with us, we don't take offering two times. That's the truth. Sometimes we even forget, then they will remind me, Pastor, we have not taken offering, no. We have not taken offering. Am I lying? We don't take offering two times. And nobody will worry you with money. Since God called me, we have never done, what do you call that thing? Fundraising. Never. And we will never do it. Because I feel it's an insult to God. Raising funds to help God. God cannot help himself. When I started ministry, by the grace of God, by my training, I was told that if God cannot help you, then you, you are not called. And it is true. I believe it. I told them my testimony. I said, when God called me, I was in the ministry. And God told me what to do. I emptied my account and gave it as offering in the church. And I left. And then the last salary they paid me, I used it as prophet offering and left. Because I was daring God. If you send me, then you must take care of me. And it happened one after the other. As I was stepping out, my first child got a school. She had scholarship. My second child got a school. She has scholarship. They are all here. So it's not something I'm thinking. Um, um, and people who are here, they know. Why? Because God knows how to take care of you. And don't, don't be material minded. Riches is not in what you have. Riches is in the God you have. If you lack nothing, are you not rich? Or if you accumulate before you are rich? No, if you lack nothing. Everything you are looking for, if you have God, he brings it. Why should you have fleet of cars when you use only one? Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, these are just things I want to say for you to understand that God is not, you see what we chase after in material, it's not, it's not it at all. It is our connection with God. It's our connection with God that makes you rich. Connection with God. 
everything good. The connection with God is the best. Connect. And that is the way. He said, if there are no strange gods among you, then I am with you. And what is a strange God? The strange God is the one that is rivaling with God in your life. Praise the Lord. God does not want you to be poor. When God called Abraham, Abraham was super rich. But God knew his heart. After this morning, listen to me carefully. You will hear God clearly. He will be your friend. Rise upon your feet and tell yourself, I am connecting to the season changer. I am connecting to the season changer. So 2023 shall favor me. In the name of Jesus. Say the season has changed in my favor. Are you saying it by faith? The season has changed in my favor. You see what you say is what is established. Faith goes with what you say. We have in the same spirit of faith. I believe therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. When you believe, you have done half of the job. When you speak, you have completed it. Did you hear that? When you believe, you have done what? Half of the job. It is when you speak that you have completed it. We have in the same spirit of faith. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. And God that called the things that be not as though they were. So, you are going to prophesy into this year. Are you hearing me now? And so, believe in what you are saying. That is all I can do for you. Believe it. Say, the season has changed in my favor. Great grace is speaking for me in 2023. All the days in 2023 shall favor me. All the weeks in 2023 shall favor me. All the months in 2023 shall favor me. Wow, that was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.